God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you in the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Okay, so question. Have you ever found your groove in something and then when it was time to switch, you got afraid because you were convinced that staying the same was easier than trying something new? That's how I'm feeling about this new podcast. I love the way that we got together for our fellowship last time the last way we did this (laughs) but I'm trying on something new and it's been exciting and stretching and fun and I'm hoping that you are enjoying the journey as much as I am one of the things that I do love about this new format is just hearing what other women are facing what they have gone through and then tag team in to help another sister out Um, I love this I love getting to do it with you all still Um, I'm learning though that there is something about stepping out of our comfort zone that helps us to discover where God is and where his grace is for our lives. If we ever get to a place where we can do things in our own strength, then we no longer need God. So I do believe that God continues to stretch us so that we can continue to experience partnership with him. So it's a bonus that I get to hang out with my girls in this process. Thank you for sticking with me. Make sure you put all your homies on this new format. I think it'll bless them. This week, we're hanging out with delegation member, Sunny Perry. She describes herself as hood, holy, and healing. Can I get a witness? Is there anyone who can resonate with this? She's automatically one of the homies. And if you are one of the homies and want to get into hosting the podcast with me too, then email us at podcast at womanevolve.com. It's her this week. It could be you next week. But let's tune into Sunny. Girl, what's up? Hi. Hi. How are you? Oh my god. I'm <laughs> I'm good. How are you? I love your shirt. You do? It's giving. It's giving me everything I need and more. Oh, I have to get you one again. Look. <laughs> again. Wait, I have one somewhere. Um, from Refuse to Lose in Chicago, I gave you like this box. It was like this treasure chest box. And it was like <gasps> Oh my some- god. Oh, and some lashes and you know Mackenzie probably has my box (laughs) (laughs) they think that when I come home from being off the road that I am obligated to share my things with her and she walks around with shirts I'm like that's it they say wild woman refusals I'm like where did you get that from (laughs) she has my shirt I will confiscate it from her how are you I am well thank you so much (laughs) thank you for doing this with me we're gonna have a good time Oh, I plan to. I came with my makeup on so we can have fun. <laughs> yes, we love to see it. 
Okay, <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out where I want to start. So this is me, like we're getting to know each other and I feel most comfortable when I know that someone has a little bit of petty in their spirit, a little Eve behavior in their spirit. And so I just want to know what is like an area of your life where you know better, but you like struggling to do better, but that's all right because Jesus paid it all. Ooh, okay. So I actually have an acronym for petty because sometimes it's petty on site for me or sometimes it's petty on purpose. So I'd be even, um, no shade, I'd be even down. But um, I know I'm one of those people who like sometimes I just need to be left alone. So if I see you in the street, sometimes it's like, I'll put my, I'm like, oh, please don't let me see you, don't let me see me. I'm one of those people. Mm, I'll, I'll purposely drop something so nobody can see me when they turn. I, I like time it. So like, you know, being able to fellowship outside of the ministry sometimes is he working on me. He working on me. He working on me. It's a struggle. <laughs> what I hear you saying is that you are a member of Mind Your Business Ministries and that when someone comes around, you invite them to mind their business by making sure you go the other direction. Is that what I'm picking Absolutely. up on? Absolutely. Edge is still intact. Edge is still there. I mind my business. <laughs> that's how we have to keep our peace, though. Like, listen, that's what, like when my daughter knocks on my door and I'm right there doing absolutely nothing. I don't have to answer. It teaches her that I don't have to answer every time she knocks on the door. I'm teaching her character. Yes. Boundaries. I, I, boundaries. 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 She's she going to need them. She's going to need them. We, we all need a little bit of boundaries. So, Indeed. And you are one. You are the oldest of 15 children. Let's talk about boundaries. Ooh, um. I don't, I believe I probably introduced them to the family um, yeah, as I'm the sure. youngest, <laughs> um, but they pretty much didn't really exist. I feel like, uh, yeah, nah, they didn't exist. Uh, okay. But, wait, so you're the youngest of 15, not the oldest. Yes, I am the youngest. I'm the youngest. Wow. Yes. Now, all of us, we weren't all raised in the same house. You know, because I have it's seven of us on my mom's side and then the remaining on my dad's side. But I am the youngest of all 15 children. So, yeah, <laughs> that's still plenty of people to grow up around. Like that's plenty. a lot. What was that like for you growing up around that many? Like people have villages, but the villages are usually 15 total. And yet there was just 15 <laughs> children. What was that like? You know what? To be honest, um, if I'm totally transparent, yeah, it was not as like chaotic with like the numbers as a person would think because being the baby and because like my dad wasn't actually in my life for most of my life. Mm. I didn't really I wasn't really raised around a lot of my siblings. Um, most of them are significantly older. Like I have siblings old enough to be my parent. I have nieces and yeah. nephews that are older than me. So um, it was at times, I think I struggled a little bit just trying to figure out what my place was um, because there were so many. Mm. And, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> That's funny because like what I talk about Eve, like this made me so compassionate about the story of Eve was like thinking about this idea of her coming into a world that was already created. It already had its systems and functions. Everything had its own name. And yet she was supposed to like figure out where she fit in the midst of it. Mm. Can you remember like your earliest moment of feeling like, man, 
maybe I don't fit or like that mo- that maybe your earliest moment of like insecurity where you wondered where do I fit in the big scheme of my family circle and dynamic? It was definitely, I would say right before I got to middle school, I definitely remember that only because um, I always felt like I was a black sheep of the family, literally. Um, and it wasn't until more recently that I felt like I had made peace with being different. Like my mom has always told me, you're different. You're different. I've always had the old soul. I've always been like, I've been here before. I've always been the mature one out of my friends and on the block and everywhere. So it was almost like this thing of me feeling like there is no space for me. There is no place for me. Mm -hmm. And that it was, oh, I recently started learning that it's okay to take up space and that I always had a place. I just hadn't understood where my space was and that I wasn't the black sheep. Um, I learned something from, I think her name is Ty Speaks. She said, you weren't the black sheep. You were just the blueprint. And I feel like that just like freed me so much. Um, So definitely had some insecurity starting off when I was like in middle school, right before I got to middle school. So you have said a word, you have preached a whole word. Because when you said that you weren't where your space was, but then you had to challenge up to take up space, I felt my Holy Ghost because so many of us don't take up space until we find our space. And then we live frustrated because we feel like there's no room for me, not recognizing that you create room for you when you step into the authenticity of who you are. And it sounds like that's what you're stepping into now. Yes. Like I can definitely say I can feel like the shift. I can feel like even in atmospheres where it's the church environment, because I grew up in church. You, you listen. Sometimes navigating church can be listen, baby. When we want to talk about trauma, I guess we're yeah. not gonna go there. But <laughs> it can be difficult to feel like, especially when, um, like I've learned that over time, a lot of times people think that different is divisive, and that's not the case. Like, there's okay. Mm. You're okay with it's okay to be different. Um, but a lot of times if you don't have somebody affirming that you sometimes feel like, Oh, I'm the awkward one, or I'm the one, like something needs to change about me. Like, did God make a mistake about with me? You know? I love how carbs can make everything all right. Need a break, but no time for a vacation? Eat carbs. Celebrating exciting news? Eat carbs. But you know who doesn't love carbs as much as I do? My waistline. For years, giving up carbs has been difficult, but with the help of Noom, my relationship with carbs has gotten better. Noom uses a psychology-based approach to help us change our mindset for good without demanding a whole new lifestyle. I like how easy the Noom app is to use and how the program is customized to my personal personal goals. Join me and start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash evolve. That's n-o-o-m dot com slash evolve. 
Take the stress out of evolving your health and become empowered with Noom and their cognitive behavioral approach, focusing on the why instead of the what as you change your relationship with food. You don't even have to make a drastic change to your lifestyle and all you need is 10 minutes a day. Start your trial today at Noom.com slash evolve. Who affirmed you, Sunny? Like, who affirmed you? You said sometimes if you don't have someone affirming you, who did that for you? Ooh, um, I feel like my mom has always tried to affirm me. I've had teachers along the way and professors that have affirmed me, more so affirming the way, like, I process things. Um, mm. And then more recently, like, I've had, like, a spiritual mom come into the picture. Oh, come um, on. I, I got some spiritual aunties and, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and to be honest, my bishop, and I'm going to tell you this, every time you show up, I feel like you affirm me when I, when you drop a word that is for me, I really feel like you not giving up, you showing up and you, man, I feel like you affirm me because I always said, I'm like, man, if I, and I did write a note, you know, when I did give you the box, but the, the goal was, I feel like you showing up and being as authentic as you are. I feel like, oh my God, somebody understands. They can switch between ratchet and righteous. They can understand like the church culture. They can understand, like they're going to keep it a hundred. And I'm like, finally, somebody, you know, I felt seen. I felt like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like, I know, you know, that there's somebody out there and I just, for it to be you and such a large platform, I just feel like every time you show up, it just really affirms like it didn't matter that my life wasn't perfect, that I didn't dot all my I's, mm. cross all my T's. He didn't change his mind about me. So I just got to keep showing up. So, yeah, those are all the people. That, that means <laughs> I don't know. That means so much to me because when I started speaking and sharing, it was really a faith thing for me. Um, I didn't feel qualified. You know, I felt like you did where I felt like everybody who's doing this is doing it the right way. And here I am with my like taped together life and <laughs> this taped up scarred, wounded life. And yet I just feel like there are other people like me out there. I'll tell you, that it's hearing words like that that continue to affirm me. Sometimes we make affirmations seem like, you know, once you are affirmed once, that that should be enough to sustain you for a lifetime. And I think if we were the most healed whole versions of ourselves, that would be true. But the reality is that our insecurities are constantly speaking. The fear is constantly speaking. So we have to work to really hear the affirmation when it comes. And that's one of the things I was going to actually talk to you about because I heard you say that all of these people were affirming you. Your mom was affirming you. Your teachers were affirming you. And yet it doesn't matter how much affirmation is around us. If there's something in us that rejects it or pushes it away or disqualifies it, even when we are affirmed, we can walk away feeling invalidated because that insecurity is at war with the affirmation. And one of the things I'm learning is that the affirmation and insecurity can live in the same place. They don't have to cancel each other out. And I think I was always doing that. We're like, you're smart, but this happens. So that cancels out smart. And I've had to work really hard to no longer do that to myself. Yeah. Oh my God. See, 
oh, you stay coming from my edges. I promise you that is my God. Like, <laughs> it's so interesting that you say that because in this moment when you asked me who was affirming me, that was the first time I really thought about who was affirming me. But all this time, like, I felt like I wasn't affirmed until you asked. I'm like, wait a minute. This person affirmed me. That person affirmed me. Yeah. But it's not a, oh. unless I believe it, you know, like, unless it's real to me and unless unless I receive and have been able to, like, literally allow God to process me so I can see him see me as he sees me. It doesn't matter. Like I can read all the books. Husband can tell me I'm the finest thing. He loved me. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter until I believe it. And I feel like I started believing it once I started to see the evidence. Like, oh my God, God, you spoke this over my life and look, it's happening. You know, like every time I try to hide, but if people are still drawn to me, I'm like, oh my God. Okay, God, you, you must, you're for real about this thing. So, yeah. I feel like that's homework for like the women who are listening right now who feel like no one's ever affirmed me. No one's ever validated me to take some time and really consider like that's easy to say, but take some time and think about your aunt. Think about your siblings. Think about your mother, your father, your teachers who would say things like this was really good work. You are very smart. You are beautiful. And how many times we did hear the words we needed to hear, but in Instead, before they could penetrate our soul, we rejected them. And then who would we be if we received them? Like, I think we have to ask ourselves, like, who would I become if I allowed this to water this seed of confidence that is down on the inside of me? In some kind of way, I believe that the work of womanhood, the work of evolving as a woman is to find a way to allow the water of affirmation, the water of validation that comes first from God and then through others to water the seeds of our destiny so that we can become the women that God had in mind. Yes. Oh, yes. And God, he has really been doing like recently, like God really checked me. Okay. I, I feel like I really want to share this story because tell me, power- tell love when God checks. Okay. <laughs> so we had a power outage um, a couple weeks ago and it was like out for like 48 hours, no power in our neighborhood. And I remember sitting there and I was looking at the free refrigerator and I was like, oh my God. All this good meat that I just bought, it's about to go to waste, God. All this good food in this refrigerator, it's going to waste. And I thought about how a lot of it, I had been storing it up, you know, like storing it up, got food, went grocery shopping, I would store it up. But at, but I wouldn't go ahead and cook sometimes. I'm like, oh, never mind, I'll just go buy out. Had all this good stuff stored up. And I promise you, the Holy Spirit said, much like you. All this good stuff I have in you and you are refusing to release it. You're refusing to show up. And like, I feel like he like came for me so badly, but it was so needed because all this time I would be like, all right, God, you put too much in me. I don't know which way to go. And it wasn't until like I was revisiting the story of the parables where the man had the five, the two and the one talent. When it was something that stood out so much this time, it was he gave them each those talents according to their ability. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I've been playing small all this time, masking it in humility. And it was like, I gave you this because you it's, you have the ability to execute with this. And so I was wow. like, oh, my God. 
check me. Just keep checking me because check I need me. it. Check me. <laughs> okay, check so me. like if we're sticking with this analogy, then let me go on it. Like I feel we tag team preaching at this point to our sisters, okay. the delegation. But you know, part of the reason why we don't pull out those things that God has stored inside of us is because the work of unthawing them, the work of getting the ice of heartbreak, the ice of disappointment, the ice of insecurity off of them so that they can actually be usable is where so many of us stumble. Because yes, you may be gifted in writing, but you have to deal with people. And until you get over your trust issues, then you can't even use the gift that God has given you. So we have to be willing. This is faith without works. Faith is, I believe God gave me something. Work is, I'm going to make sure that I don't allow anything that happened to me or anything that anyone said to keep me from releasing what God gave me because we recognize that when I release it, I'm going to feed, people are going to be fed from what I carry and then nourished. And then they too become people who feed and nourish other people. That's the way the kingdom gets established. That's discipleship. Yeah, see, that's the heal. That's why I'm so big on healing because like, if I don't deal with me, if I don't deal with the things, you know, from my past, a lot of those things have prevented me from showing up. Yeah. If I'm totally honest, you know, I can pinpoint certain things where it's like, oh, not only did it affect me then, but it like buried itself. It dug deep down in there and it was like affecting everything else that I was trying to produce or how I was showing up daily. So it's like, I, that when you were talking, I'm like, that's why I'm, I'm so big on healing. I'm so big on it. I'm like the whole healing homie. I, I'm anything healing. Let's go. I can go there all day. Let's go. Let's do this work. I got to do it because I have to release what's in me, you know? What's healthy for your body helps save the planet and gives you peace of mind with leak protection. You're on your period. If you said Flex, then you're absolutely right. Flex is an innovative menstrual brand with biodegradable products created to keep your body safe, comfortable, and moving. Sis, they have options too. The Flex Disc and the Flex Cup. Let's get into it. The Flex Disc is unlike any product you've ever seen before. It's where comfort seal technology and clear latex rubber collide for the good of every woman so she can experience comfort during exercise, sleep, and more while she's on her period. The Flex Disc collects your flow instead of absorbing it like a tampon and can be worn for up to 12 hours while holding as much as three super tampons. Even better is this praise report. 60% of Flex Disc users have reported less cramps. We love a pain-reduced period. Then there's the Velvety Soft Flex Cup. It's super easy to insert and is the only menstrual cup that can be removed like a tampon. The Flex Cup is disability-friendly and made with beginners in mind. The Flex Cup gives you up to 12 hours of leak-proof protection. It's reusable and zero waste. Your body, wallet, and the planet will love you for switching to FlexCup. So say goodbye to cramps and lend Mother Nature a hand. Go to flexfits.com evolve and use code evolve for 20% off Flex Disc Starter Kits or 10% off your first Flex Cup plus free shipping. That's code evolve at F. L-E-X-Fits.com slash evolve. Okay, Sunny, so I want to know, do you remember the first time that you were really proud of yourself? Ooh. Okay. 
I don't remember the absolute first time, but I can tell you the the time that that always stands out. Yeah. So I had I was in a situationship and I was in my master's program and I ended up getting pregnant with my my last son, my baby boy. And it was like, do I allow myself to stay in this depression, this shame? This guilt, you know, um, I had fallen from the pulpit. I'll just say that. And I realized, like, I kept showing up. I was like, I'm going to get through this program. (laughs) I don't care what happens. I'm getting through this program, getting through this internship. Very little money. I'm going to keep showing up in church. I'm going to keep going. And I remember just looking back at the graduation, my my graduation photos with with my son in my hand. And that feeling of like, I made it. Even looking back at like my maternity photos from that situation. It was like one of those things where like, yes, the picture was beautiful, but I was so broken and ugly inside. Like no one knew how bad it was for me. No one knew how much I was dead inside. And so every time I see like that maternity picture or the graduation photos, I'm like, you did it, girl. (laughs) You stood up. You did not let that get in the way of where you wanted to go. You beat that. And so for me, I am most proud of the fact that I didn't quit, that I didn't let depression have the final say, that I didn't let shame and, you know, me being active in ministry (laughs) and having to face, you know, the fact that I was human and needed his grace. I didn't (laughs) let that stop me. So yeah. <laughs> mm. There's something about that outside looking in. I wonder how many of us would become more gentle with ourselves if we took the time to look at our lives from the outside. Because from the inside, we know like, man, I'm barely hanging on right now, or there's still so much more that I could be doing. But then you come along this moment where you're looking at this picture of who you used to be, or someone hears your story and they're like, it ain't no way I could have made it, man. You've gone through so much. And we're able to take appreciation for all that we've gone through in order to become who we are. I feel like that sometimes in my own life, sometimes when people are like, oh, you're inspiring and stuff, I'm just kind of like, I guess, (laughs) because I'm still. But but then I have a moment where I like step out of my own, you know, need to keep going and pushing. And and I see that like, man, if you didn't do anything else, like you've done more than you could have even thought was possible. Like God has really blessed your life in an exceptional way. That's hard to do. I'm glad that you have those moments to look back over. Man, I, I think I feel the same way when I look at old pictures of myself now that you mentioned and just like, dang, if that girl would have known that she would make it to this point, she would have had so much more peace in the process. Listen, your girl would have showed up like, who bad? Yeah, I love me anyway. You know, like I would have walked in with my head held high. I wouldn't have been just trying to tiptoe through life. You know, I would have been okay walking heavy. You know, stepping. Oof. (laughs) I would have been okay walking heavy. (laughs) Oh my. 
Look, don't do that. <laughs> oh my, it's oily. <laughs> it's oh oily. <laughs> Man, I just because I know I get to speak with women all day, every day. And I know how many of us are tiptoeing through life because we are afraid to walk heavy in crush relationships and crush perspectives. And yet not recognizing that it is only until we are willing to walk heavy that we really become someone who God can trust with more and more. And part of processing our fears is really recognizing that our fears are not as powerful as as our mind makes us believe that they are, that our faith and our spirit can outweigh any of those things. And when we recognize that we do walk heavy, like I'm afraid, but I'm going to do it anyway. And I don't know, but I believe God's going to teach me along the way. That's what walking heavy is, is realizing that I'm going to crush my fears in the process of me stepping out on faith. Yes. Yes. (laughs) All of that. You better preach the word, Sunny. You better preach the word. Listen, hearing you say that, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to take this clip when I get it at some point and say, Sarah told me I better preach the word. I'm I better yes. this gonna be my yes, I'm gonna have to show up. I'm gonna have to step a little heavier. So <laughs> okay, oh so God. I have an advice question from a member of the delegation that we're gonna answer together. We're gonna try and answer this one together. And okay, here we go. You ready? Yes. Walk heavy. Walk heavy when you answer this question, okay? <clears throat> Here we go. It says, my husband and I have been married just shy of two years, and already I am thinking of walking away. We both make good money. My husband has a doctorate, so he makes more than me. He has a demanding job, and he has been very stressed at work lately. He drank too much and got into an accident. I have told him several times he can always take an Uber. He was charged with his second DUI. I am extremely angry and I feel that I cannot support him through this one because I am so angry. We have a seven month, seven month old child and just finished building our home. How could he almost risk it all? He is hesitant about marriage counseling and individual therapy, but he did not definitive, definitively say no to either. Is it wrong that I am looking for an apartment. Thank you. Frustrated new wife and mom. Ooh, baby, okay. that's a heavy one. Okay. I'm going to take a stab at it. And then I want to hear what you say, Sonny. Okay. Okay. You know, girl, here's the thing. I can understand the frustration of feeling like I don't want to have to raise a man and a child. Like you are supposed to be my partner. You're supposed to be making the sacrificial decisions just as I am so that we can show up for this life that we are both in pursuit of. What I will also say is this, that one of the complexities of marriage is that you're not just marrying this adult person who has it all together. You're also marrying the brokenness, the insecurities, the trauma, the past trauma, present trauma and future trauma of a person. And if we just look at the results of our spouse, then we may miss out on an opportunity to help them recognize areas of healing and growth. In this instance, though it is irresponsible, though it is not something that I think you should excuse in any way, you know, 
This is something that I think happens in lots of marriages that people have to work through. Um, You're not physically in danger. It doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like there's infidelity taking taking place here. It seems like this is something that is an area of brokenness and healing that your husband needs to walk through. And as his partner, what we sign up for is not just the pretty picture with the white picket fence. We sign up for these tough moments of realizing like, man, you have an issue, man, you have an addiction, man, you have a struggle. And he has to be willing to do the work to to rectify those things. He's got to be willing to roll up his sleeves and do the work. And if he's willing to do that, I'm just wondering if you can roll up the sleeves, roll up your sleeves and do the work too. Knowing that part of rolling up your sleeves is not pretending you aren't angry. You can be angry. That's something you got to take into counseling. That's something you have to work out. Those are the consequences of his actions. But, you know, marriage is hard. And this is why people say it's hard is because I thought I was marrying someone who had it all together. And now I'm learning that I'm marrying someone who's a work in progress. But just remember that your thing may not be drinking. It may be, you know, having a smart mouth. Let me pull out my own closet and testimony. (laughs) It may be like doing being independent in marriage and really not allowing someone to fully come in and have partnership with you. Like you don't know what your thing is, but I'm sure you have something and the same grace that you're going to want for your something, try and extend it for his. That's my two cents. What say ye, Sonny? What say ye? Listen, that last part, I'm I'm heavy on the grace thing. I'm, I'm, I'm really heavy on it um I am in full agreement with what you're saying I think oh Jesus when we say I do oh my we don't just say I do to the good we say I do to the process of them becoming right yeah. because they're not who you were or who he was on the day of your wedding or when you said yes or when you agreed to be engaged with him he's not the same person he will be or is now. And I feel like that's the same way with her as well, or us. We're always evolving. Yeah, women evolve. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, like, I think we have to always be mindful of like grace. And because again, like you said, his thing may be the addiction and not to turn on the counselor hat, but definitely addiction vibes going on from, you know, if I was doing an assessment right now as a counselor, I would definitely say, you know, um, he definitely needs to get some professional help. But again, the willingness, if he has to be willing, you know, and he's going to be the one to do the work. But I think the question is, is she able to stick with him while he's being processed and, you know, until he's able to to walk into that 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 willingness to do the work. So I don't know. That's tough. I guess. Okay. So like now I'm piggybacking off what you said too. Because like that process of doing the work can be very, very tough. And I feel like, you know, what you said about when we marry someone, we're not just marrying them the good. Like we're also marrying everything that comes with it. This is like the word of advice that I would give someone who is looking to get married or who's thinking about really taking things into the next step with someone who they're in a relationship with. Like you have to marry someone and be willing to say to yourself, if nothing changed about who they are right now, I could spend the rest of my life with who I see right now. 
with the knowledge that they are going to change. But the foundation of us coming together is that you have at your core something that I said I could sign up for forever. But when we marry someone or we get serious with someone and we already have this list of like, yeah, but you got to have more integrity and yeah, you're going to learn how to communicate more. Like we are already setting ourselves up for failure. Um, you know, my girl is going to have to be willing to do this work, you know, and if not, I think she's got to be honest about how his actions are affecting her and not just like chastising him for what he did. But like, I'm afraid that my child won't have a father. I'm afraid that you're going to go to jail. I'm afraid that this is going to break my heart. Like you got to make it real because anger just sounds like a nagging, angry wife sometimes. And you're just telling him what he already knows. But if you let him into the hurt of how his actions are affecting you, you may get a different response from him. Absolutely. And you know, you saying anger, oftentimes when I when I work with my clients, I office often tell them anger is usually a secondary emotion. So what is the root? What is behind that? Yeah. What is, you know, what is the primary thing? And you start saying honesty, listen, I I I really believe that even though he's gonna have to go and get some professional help, like this probably is going to impact her in a way where she will have to get help as well, you know, yeah. to work through how she's feeling to work through, you know, those fears that you mentioned. And I I just see it being like, it's something that both of them have to do to work with different levels, you know, and different reasons, but definitely, um, yeah, it's, it's a partnership, you know, it's, listen, if she can stay honest about how she's feeling, I think that will help in the long yeah. run. This episode is brought to you by Biddy Baby from American Girl. Parenting doesn't come with a handbook, but if it did, I'm sure American Girl's Biddy Baby would have its own chapter. Among many life lessons with our daughter Ella, kindness is key. We teach her that kindness is the ultimate gift with Biddy Baby. As a mother, I love to see firsthand how playtime flows over into reality when Ella plays with her Biddy Baby. The same nurturing traits of love, kindness, and care that our little one shows to her Biddy Baby, she also carries them into the relationship with the people in her life. The saying is, you practice how you'll play. I think you also play how you'll grow. That's a word for somebody. I know it is, okay? Bitty Baby is huggable and fun to care for. These customizable dolls have many accessories and outfits for your little one to choose from, including matching clothes so your little one can coordinate with her. You can get an exclusive one-time offer of 15% off your order of Bitty Baby products with the promo code EVOLVE at AmericanGirl.com. That's AmericanGirl.com, promo code EVOLVE. Exclusions include 18-inch dolls, Courtney Arcade, and Biddy Baby Furniture. See AmericanGirl.com slash BB Podcast for details. Introduce your little one to the world of American Girl with a Biddy Baby, the classic doll that is meant to last. Now I have to ask you questions about anger because, you oh know, and you're a therapist, so you got to answer my questions. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Okay. So there are a lot of women who are walking around with unprocessed anger. It is the emotion that comes most natural and organic to them, and they feel it all of the time. 
Um, and I feel like I don't even know this wasn't planned. This wasn't part of the direction, but you said that word. And I just recognize in speaking with women that we don't know how to process some of these other emotions outside of anger. So anger becomes the default. And I think to your point, you know, anger is masquerading something else that we are feeling. How do we, how do we do the work to figure out why am I so angry? What is this feeling that I can't let go of that keeps showing up in my life as anger? Ooh, it's wow. I I'm sitting there like, I can't, I'm so excited that you asked me that question, to be honest. So like, if I can just say, like, I always talk about healing, right? So this is actually an acronym. And this is what I've utilized in my life. And I'm going to be 100. The H is honesty. Like, I've had to get so honest, like, with, regardless if, if no one understood it, I had to be so honest. It didn't matter, like, if it was, oh, I want to call this person a name or... I have to yell right now, or I don't feel comfortable being right here. Like I started being able to own exactly what it was that I felt like I could describe in a moment. So I feel like one stepping into that honesty, giving yourself space to just be like, to just, even if you don't know how to describe it, I know you often talk about the feelings box (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) but like, even if you don't really know how to describe it, just just start to put words to it because I feel like when we start to put words and give language to it, then that gives us in a place to start, you know, to pinpoint and start to peel back the layers. Um, the E for in heal is examination, right? And like that examination is like, okay, I start to pay attention. Is there certain people? Is there certain things? Is there certain music? Is there certain sense? Mm. Is it certain times of the day? Is it certain times of the year? Is it certain, you know, like atmospheres that I'm in that's all of a sudden triggering this anger or that's building or triggering what it is I'm feeling, right? So you start to do some of that examination. The A part in the heel is taking action. Now, usually that is, that could be like journaling, that could be getting some professional help, that could be like just having a conversation with somebody saying, you know what, I'm not okay. I've been doing some work and I just need to process this, kind of like check in with somebody or check in, you know, and then the L um, is the love part for me. And when I say love is you become so intentional about loving yourself that that to me, I feel like is what helped me maintain the healing because healing is not a one and done thing, right? It's a Mm -hmm. process. And so I feel like when I do love me knowing that I need to love myself, I can't hold on to unforgiveness. I can't hold on to all these resentments. I can't hold on to the things that are going to impact me from showing up in my family or showing up in the world. So like, that is what I do. That is what I would recommend. And that's what I've done in the past. So yeah, that was very impromptu, but it's it's reality. Like it's a whole process. <laughs> it's so good. And I know so many people are going to be writing down notes. Um, I love what HEAL stands for. And I have to tell you, Sonia, as you were speaking, 
I felt like you are not just helping people to discover healing. Like you are quite literally a healer that your presence, your awareness, your sensitivity, your relatability has made you a healer. And I hope that you recognize that you're not just leading people to healing, that God entrusts you with people because you are a healer. And even those who aren't necessarily ready to begin their healing journey will be intrigued because of your presence and will embark upon a journey of healing. So I just want you to know that what you're doing matters, that who you are is more than enough to get the work done. And if I can just say that everything that you sense is possible for your life is not just ambition. It's not just a good idea. It is a God-sized dream, a God-sized vision, and God's going to order your steps to manifestation. And we're just going to sit in the corner and cheer you on in every way that we can. I believe in the gift of God that's on the inside of you. And I just want you to keep going, keep moving, keep growing. Oh my God. We're not doing this. I'm not finna cry. I cannot. I refuse. I mean it. Oh my God. If you if you only knew how <laughs> he has already been blowing my mind with this, Pastor Jakes. Like, if you knew the story of what he's done since I gave you that box in 2020. Mm-hmm. He has taken this thing to nations. Do you hear me? Yeah. He has taken it to nations. It's popping up everywhere. I'm getting DMs left and right. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Even greater things. Even greater things. Even greater things. I love you. Thank you for doing this with me. Oh my God. (laughs) I'm trying my hardest like to contain myself because you have no idea. You have no idea. And I'm like, don't do it. Do not do it. But I honor you and I thank you so much for your yes. I thank you for letting me know that there's a space for me. And I just thank you so much for your obedience. Um, Easy to do. You have helped me show up. And so other people that are connected with me, because I'm seeing that it's possible. So thank you so much. Well, I hope even more. When this goes out, you're going to bless a lot of people. So get ready for the (laughs) harvest. Thank you. (laughs) Take care of yourself. You too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) We did it, Joe. We yes. did it. <laughs> I'm like, why did you do that to me? <laughs> oh my God. But yes, thank you so much. <laughs> you take care as well. You too. <laughs> bye. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. Can I tell you that Sunny, uh, she, there's something on that girl's life. She's oily. She's amazing. There's so much more in store for her and for us. I'm one of those people who believe that if we are exposed to something, it is because it is down on the inside of us. And if there was anything about her life, her story or mine that resonated with you, this podcast, don't just shrug it off. Take it, treasure it, marinate on it. Sometimes what God does in our life makes sense after the fact. 
Hang on to it. The authenticity, wisdom, and joy that Sunny shared with us was not only a blessing to me, but will for sure be a blessing to others. I hope you had as much fun as I did today. And uh, to everyone listening, here's the joint. Here's the thing. Join the conversation. Drop us a comment under this episode on the podcast app. Subscribe, rate. Put us on. Tell everybody about this new way of us connecting, learning, and growing from one another. And then again, if you want to co-host an episode with me, visit podcast at womanevolve.com. Shoot me an email. Tell me a little bit about yourself. And let's do this thing called life together. Love you.